Well, you might remember last year when the Giants were about to play the Browns, I actually scouted out someone who might uh, want to comment on such matchup, and I found the right guy. Director of Corporate Partnerships with the Cleveland Browns, Roger Jones. We had an hour-long Zoom session. That was so cool. And I'm glad to have you back now after a pretty emotional week in Cleveland, and I want to get to that. But first, since we last talked, tell us how you're doing. Hey, Alex, man. I'm doing well, buddy. Uh, it's uh, been a, almost a year since we last talked, right? Uh, and look at us now, right? We're back at it. Uh, great, great weekend, like you uh, said in the intro uh, for us here in Cleveland. I'll just say, you know, we, we're, we're, we're a mascot of dogs. And those boys on the D-line, they, they were hungry, they ate. Well, you could see the Bears' frustration, but to your credit, the defense really, they hold them to six points. And, I mean, let, let's start there then. So this, they started this Justin Fields, this highly touted Ohio State QB alum. And is he right to be touted? Was this just nerves his first, or is it lack of play calling? What? How were the Browns able to get to the Bears? I'm, I'm curious your take. Listen, the Justin Fields will be fine. Uh, it was his, his first start. Um, as you know, he, he split some time in the preseason. The kid is good. Uh, he'll be fine. I think the one thing that you'll see in his development, he's getting the ball out quicker. Uh, you know, every, Ohio State uh, quarterbacks tend to have um, the, the – they hold the ball a little longer, right? They're long, mm-hmm. uh, long uh, – they, they're trying to throw it downfield. They're downfield guys. And, and I think – uh, what you'll see is Matt Nagy and, and the Bears really work on getting the ball out of Justin Fields' hands uh, this season. Um, I just, I, I, I think our guys just be, you know, it was about time. If you look on paper and look at that D line with uh, led by Miles Garrett, uh, Javion Clowney, and Jack McKinley, he's just not getting enough credit. Um, it was time, and you know, uh, here in Cleveland, um, you know, we. We were ready to see our, our guys eat and, you know, at home, second home game with uh, uh, Justin Fields coming back to play in Ohio at, at a tax stadium. It was, it was, it was time. So I think, I think our defense guys, you got to give them a lot of credit. Uh, but, but I think Justin Fields and the Bears, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They're, they're a solid uh, football team and, and we just had a day. Have you uh, had you gotten a chance to see Justin while in Ohio State? I'm guessing because you're an Ohioan. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, I got I got a chance to, to see Justin a couple couple times, and uh, you know, listen, I love him as a quarterback. You know, he he's mobile, but he's a he's a passer first type quarterback. Likes to sit in the pocket. Like I said, he likes to get it downfield, and he's got the arm to do so. Well, I think he's going to learn, and as you see, Baker is really developed too. Uh, it's just get the ball out. You know, those linemen in the, in the NFL, they come at you a lot, real quick. Regardless mm-hmm. of how good your the line is, you got to get the ball out. You, you notice all, all the really, really good elite quarterbacks, especially the ones who have longevity, uh, i.e. Tom Brady, they get that ball out fast. So does that explain why Trevor Lawrence has some trouble with the Jaguars right now? I think that's why a lot of uh, uh, college quarterbacks and and rookie quarterbacks 
have a little bit of trouble, right? They're used to that that college, college deeper drops, hold the ball, get big plays downfield. In the NFL, yeah, big plays will win you games, but also managing the uh, managing the game goal too, uh, getting the ball out quick. It's all about um, it's all about keeping the tempo at your pace uh, here in the NFL. And and I think a lot of rookie quarterbacks. I think Zach Wilson is, is another good example. They're really trying to adjust to it, um, but they'll get there. They'll get there. All right, we talked last year about COVID and and what you do as a corporate sponsorships director. Has anything eased up? Have people has it been easier to see your clients? How has the corporate partnership been for the Browns now? Uh, as we're sort of in the lurch with COVID, but also sort of out of it. It feels like a weird medium we're in right now. Yeah, weird medium is a is a good phrase for it. You know, it is. There's some some. Um, sense of normalcy, right, that, it, that is uh, um, coming back into the business world and the corporate partnership world uh, and the sports world. Um, but there's also this real understanding that COVID is still very much uh, present, right? Um, so, you know, we're very, very cautious and respectful and, and you know, honestly, just proactive. Uh, we still do a lot of virtual calls. We still you know, uh, meet and talk with prospect partners. Um, and we, when we do have in-person events, we're extremely cautious of how we we, um, we, we host them and making sure that everyone is not just comfortable with um, the in-person, but is confident that it's a safe and healthy environment to be in. Uh, but I'll tell you this, you know, with the, the world seemingly to come back with vaccinations, Booster and just more education around COVID um, and, and how to prevent um, uh, the spread of it. It's definitely opened up, you know, our folks to, to being a little bit more comfortable, confident in, in, in health stuff and, and, and being in person and allow our our department to really engage our, our clients because that's that's half the battle, right? That's half the things that we do is really engaging, um, you know, partners, engaging prospects, engaging our fans, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis. All right. I didn't think I asked you last time, but let's say there's a controversy like what Miles Garrett, you mentioned earlier, and it just every time I hear that name, I think of that incident where he was with the helmet. How, how do your partnerships react? How Do you have to do damage control when something like that? Pops up. How was that whole incident and, and navigating it? Yes, listen, you know, when there's any type of controversy or any type of something uh, that comes up that's a negative on any area or piece of your, your, your organization, you know, I've in my path, uh, you know, the best advice I've always had is you, just, you have to address it. You have to address it and, and then you have to. Uh, um, you know, plan have a plan in place to, to move forward, right? In uh, how you act. And so, I think for for us, you know, what we tend to do on a daily basis is we try to bolster up uh, the integrity of our organization, the integrity of our business, the integrity of our football team, and 
things like that happen, you know, people realize that, hey, this is this is a moment, not who who we are, right? Not who um, Miles Garrett is. Because everyone who knows Miles, that was a moment. That was not Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is a phenomenal, phenomenal human being and phenomenal um, um, phenomenal member of the Browns organization and our whole community. So um, that's what we try to do. We try to really lead with our integrity uh, on and off the field so that people realize and they don't question that integrity. Well, that is that is, that is great. And, of course, the Browns organization has its up and down, but I don't, you know, they never came off as this uh, rough-and-tumble team that does it every time, I'll tell you that much. So you guys have a good good reputation. All right, now you're, you're in the AFC North, which has you and the Bengals. I mean, what a flip of a, a, a division. And, of course, the Ravens, but Browns, Bengals, not always at the top of the AFC North. How does it feel? Listen, it's an Ohio world, baby. Uh, if you're a fan of either the Browns and the Bengals, uh, it's exciting. And you know, I think uh, and obviously the Ravens are the Ravens are very, very much a, a scary and elite uh, uh, NFL team um, in AFC North. And, and listen, don't sleep on on the Pittsburgh. So that's a franchise that we all know they've had some. They've had some bad starts, but then when uh, number seven and that offense gets clicking, uh, Mike Tomlin will have those guys ready to play any given Sunday. Uh, but, you know, right as we sit in week three, going into week four, it is nice to see um, um, an Ohio-led uh, AFC North. And, uh, you know, we look forward to, to meeting our, our uh, friends down south and, and, and uh and Joey Burrow and, and playing against those and they'll have a, a, a good competition, right? I think it's exciting for the state of Ohio. Uh, it's exciting for the NFL. It's exciting for AFC North fans. Uh, absolutely, I, I would say so. And I think it's exciting for the NFL because Baker just, he's more than just Cleveland. He seems to be a national superstar that can really take the headlines every week, I feel. Absolutely. No, Baker is he's phenomenal, I think. I think we we knew we had something special with the guy. What Baker really does, he really um, he wears what Cleveland is on his sleeve and on his chest. I mean, Cleveland is a bold and authentic city. It's a bold and authentic uh, fan base, and, and Baker is nothing short of bold. Uh, he might be more than bold, if there's a word for that. Uh, and, and he's true to himself, and, and that's why I think our fans really rally about him. But to your point, that's why I think fans across the country really rally around him. Um, you know, I think you, you notice folks uh, in, in Oklahoma and, you know, even folks at Texas Tech when he was there, they really are huge fans from him. We've seen that the fans down, down south and in other areas of the country, even across the world, who really just uh, see Baker and see if people themselves in him uh, because he's just bold and authentic. All right, I got to ask you this because, you know, Baker Mayfield, a guy you want to draft, but also are, are they betting on him? I feel like, you know, people with DraftKings and FanDuel, they, they not only bet on these games, they bet on the players now, right? 
Maybe you remember this because I, I, to be honest, I don't remember last time you said, oh, there's a Cleveland Brown I want on my fantasy team. I mean, that is what's happening with Baker Mayfield now, is it not? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, people, listen, I, 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 I would say I, my wife, when she goes to go to draft, I, I'm like, hey, don't forget uh, those guys on the Browns, right? I mean, Kareem Hunt had a had a wonderful day on Sunday, right? Baker Baker, I believe, is in the top uh, five in play. Uh, 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 he was leading it going into week two. I mean, we have some studs uh, on the offense, and, and let's not forget uh, number thirteen is now back. So, no, you're right. I think uh, years ago, you know. Other than the one year Peyton Ellis, uh, you know, went over 2,000 yards, you know, there wasn't many Browns uh, uh, players who were drafted pretty high or, or scoring a lot of points uh, in fantasy. Um, now you got a couple guys, right? And I actually, I forget I was talk, who I was talking to, but I was talking to a prospect, and he said he drafted the Browns defense, and uh, they, they won them the game, right? So, uh, one of his, so uh, I think, yes, from a fantasy standpoint, um, the Cleveland Browns and, and a lot of our players are really, really have um, value. Last time I talked to you, I kind of want to know more about your role, but I forgot that while we were talking, Baker Mayfield has all these commercials airing. Were you part of that whole progressive and that whole thing where he would just be at the at his home, like Cleveland Brown saying was his home. I thought that was such a creative idea. Uh, were you part of any of that, uh, making that happen? Listen, I wish I could take credit and say I was part of that because those those commercials are awesome, genius. I love I love every iteration of them. Right, they're just are super super great. Um, I am not a part of that. Um, there might be some folks on our team that have. Uh, their hands or, or have ideated with that. But a lot of that, uh, to progress the credit, comes from them, their agency, uh, and working with Baker and their agent. Uh, we do have progressive as a partner. They're a really great partner. Um, but we, we just help utilize those assets to, uh, to what they do with Baker and his team. All right, well, I was actually at a, at a Met game, and you mentioned, uh, you know, your public, you know, your corporate partners, and obviously they do have a lot of involvement with game day operations. So I was in awe of how the game day ops staff work at Met Games, Yankee Games. What's that like from the corporate partnership perspective on game day, watching the, the, the operations staff execute all these different sponsored events and sponsored games and whatever they, they have going on at, at, uh, at the ballpark there during the day? Yeah, listen, game day is, I mean, it's our moment, right? It's everything that I do and talk with partners, prospects, um, everything that, you know, uh, folks on my team help 
but the creation and implementation of those. Uh, I mean, game day is where, where, where all of our hard work is showcased. Um, so, to your point, it's us not necessarily hitting the button on the video board and make sure um, um, the rotation is going well. We rely on a lot of our uh, game day operation folks um, to sort of follow, follow the, the script and, and, and get things right uh, and make sure that all of the elements are running correctly, are looking good, and uh, so so that we can you know, deliver what we promised to, to the partners. Uh, and it takes a lot of communication, over-communication. It takes a lot of being on the same page. It takes a lot of collaboration. I mean, it, it's, it's on us to, to make sure that we lead um, the communication and make sure that uh, our operation uh, folks not only just understand, but um, really, really have everything they need to make make it look good and make it go right. Because uh, at the end of the day, our, we promise to uh, achieve certain objectives through assets, and we have to be able to deliver. And we we lean on uh, Operation Game Day folks to, to help us achieve that goal. Talk with Roger Jones on Kenny Dig Sports and the Sports Hour with Alex Garrett. Uh, yeah, Roger, since we last talked, I'm actually on a different network as well. So welcome to this new platform. And and. For those who don't know, because we kind of picked it up where we left off, tell us your story and why. You know, I was enamored with your story, but tell me, tell us why. What? Why is your story in Cleveland, working your way to VP of corporate? Why is that uh, director of corporate? Why is that such a momentous thing for you? Tell us your story. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's really, like I said, it's really not, not the first time. It's not really my story. It's my mom's story, and I was just a little piece of all. My mom, you know, I, I grew up and was born and raised here in Cleveland, Ohio. My mom was born and raised here in Cleveland, Ohio. My mom is, if not uh, more of a diehard Browns fan than I am. And she was pregnant with me and my twin brother uh, during a preseason Browns game. And um, uh, she went to labor uh, during the game, and she didn't want to leave. Uh, it was the uh, start of the second half, third quarter at some point, and she made sure she stayed the rest of the game, uh, and, you know, that just is uh, kudos to how much the Browns meant to her, and like I said, it was a preseason game, right? Uh, she was uh, such a fan that, you know, I was almost born at, at uh, the stadium, so, um, you know, I it means a lot to me to come back and work for an organization that's meant so much to not just me, but my family and, and my community that I grew up in, and, and to be in a position to to do cool things, uh, to to not just for for brands and partners in Northeast Ohio, but all across the the, the country and the world, um, but also to engage our fans with new and exciting uh, um, elements of the game day experience, and and true another thing is you know also. Impacting our community, uh, we have a lot of partners and that, that really, really focus on uh, impacting the community, doing a lot of uh, philanthropic initiatives. Uh, we, have, we have owners who have that same mission, right? And we have players who have that same mission. So for us, it, 
it, it's an honor to be able to do that and, and see that stuff happening on, in Cleveland, Ohio, and Northeast Ohio. All right, I can't, and that the way you you worked into the Cleveland organization and, and worked your way up through it is just is so cool. And I had a highlight here on the Sports Hour, but you mentioned Cleveland and. A name synonymous with Cleveland is the Indians, and they have played their last home game. It was actually against the Royals on Monday as the Indians will take progressive field as the Guardians. We talked about this when it actually came down last year, but but any thoughts changed since we last talked about this? Yeah, no, listen, um, I was uh, at the last game, well, segment last game, um, this weekend, and you know, I, I I enjoyed myself. I have a lot of uh, colleagues in the industry who work uh, over there at Progressive Field. Listen, the Guardians on the bridge are just as um, endemic to the uh, city of Cleveland as as the Cleveland Indians have been and the, and the tribe. Um, and I think I think it was a no-brainer. I think it was a no-brainer in the game. I think uh, the folks over there at Crescent Field, you know, they're very smart people. They did a very good job. Um, they obviously did their due diligence. And, and, you know, what? I'm excited to see what this new era of Cleveland Guardian baseball is. Um, well, I miss uh, the, the old uh, Indians, and, and uh, well, I miss, uh, you know, always talk about the tribe, you know, I have my memories. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a sports fan. I'm a fan. I know about all Cleveland fans. Listen, if you have that speed and that Cleveland on the front of your jersey, we're going to ride or die for you. So I'm excited about the, uh, the Guardians next year. All right, so it looks like from what I'm seeing, it actually is the bridge that you go right to get to the Jake. Well, sorry, progressive field. Is that right? Very interesting. Well, that makes a little more sense of the Guardians. So we'll have to see. I kind of like the G with the baseball. Well, the marketing here, it'll be interesting to see. And um, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, people who don't like it will have to deal with it. And, and at least they don't have a, a Cleveland baseball team. At least they got a name before uh, next season, I'll tell you that. Listen, I, I, if, if a name bothers you, and does, doesn't make you want to go uh, see a sports event. I think uh, I think I think we should we can focus on some other things that are a little bit more important. You know, and, go enjoy go enjoy go enjoy the ballpark. You'll have fun. Well, and speaking of importance, I know that the Browns give back to the community, and so if they want to reach out to you, uh, how do they do so? Yeah, I'd say so, uh, connect to me on LinkedIn. That's usually the best way. I, I'm usually pretty responsive there. Very responsive. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Or you can send me an email, rjones at clevelandbrowns.com. Um, happy to, 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 to assist and help, uh, especially with their uh, corporate partner. It's uh, like they do stuff in the community. Uh, you know, I'm fortunate that our ownership is good community uh, as a top priority. And, and, you know, for us, our goal is to make sure that we continue to elevate uh, the city of Cleveland, North, Northeast Ohio as a, as a whole region and the whole state of Ohio. You know, we want to make sure if, if our um, impact 
reaches beyond our borders of the, our state, that's a, that's great. That's a goal. We we love to do that, right? We want to have a ripple effect, uh, and and hopefully uh, to create some best practices that allow other teams in other areas uh, to duplicate what we're doing uh, with partners. Because at the end of the day, we're all uh, just trying to impact those who need need it. Well, you've uh, impacted a New Yorker here, and I got you know when I got off the phone with you, I literally brought my bought a Baker Mayfield jersey. So uh, there you go. You know, that a boy. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that picture. Proud of you, Alex. And uh, and we'll have to see how this goes. But Roger Jones, thank you so much, and uh, find him on LinkedIn, as he said. And and thanks again for all you're doing for the NFL for Cleveland and uh, for joining this podcast and and uh, show. Hey, Alex, it was a pleasure. Appreciate it, and congrats on the new platform, buddy. Thank you very much. I'm Alex Garrett. We're talking sports. We're talking about adaptability, covering a little bit of everything here and beyond the borders of New York State. Got to love that, too. Uh, Thanks again, Roger, and uh, we'll be back with more on Kennedy Dick Sports and the Sports Hour with Alex Garrett.